tired of the propaganda, tired of the paid liars, tired of the sellouts out there trying to convince you of the lies that their little handlers have told them to tell you? Well, you found a real entity here as we are providing real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. I was made in the USA, in the land of the what, home of the what. It really don't feel like that these days. Y'all following sheep, I follow my gut. I will not comply with these mandates. Y'all do what they say, I do what I want. Better step up before it's too late. You know where to find me, I'm up in the front. you turn on the news, is useless. I feel like I'm about to lose it. I know the Biden that ain't clueless, but they know what the hell they doing. I'll never comply, I'll never comply. They gon' have to come and shoot me. I'll never comply, I'll tell them goodbye. Die fighting for the moon, yeah. What if people would've listened? of documents for president's eyes only if you found it's going to change the course of history forever so you better damn well make sure you're doing the right thing you with me no when you begin to look at this way our government operates and the words that are used and the symbols you begin to see that the most powerful law in the world and let me explain to you this there are two basic kinds of law on the earth one is called civil law. It goes back to a Latin word, civili. The Ilias were, in the ancient world, the gods. Civili means the people of God. So we have something called civil law. Civil law is a law of the land. But in every country, the land is different. So you can do things in America you can't do in Russia. You can do things in China you can't do in Africa. Because the civil law is based on the culture of the people who live on the land. But there's a far, far more powerful law that the kings and the powerful men of this planet live by. And it has nothing to do with civil law. It's called the law of water. Because on the earth there's only two things, land and water. There's three times more water than there is earth, so the law of water is three times more powerful than the law of civil law. It's called the law of the high seas, the law of water. This is why the Vatican is called the Holy Sea. The sea is considered holy by the masters of this planet. The waters of the earth 
And consequently, based on that idea that the law of the sea is the most powerful law on the earth, it's referred to as banking law. The law of money is the law of the sea, the cash flow. And once you understand that you can get a credit card in China and use it in Africa, you can get a, you know, open up a bank account in New Zealand and use it in Alaska. Why? Because it's banking. And now you're talking money. And consequently, money is run around the world in one operation. Banking is one thing. Once you understand that the law of the land is the people's law of their culture, but the law of money is called the law of water. This is why, incidentally, the Statue of Liberty could not be put on American land. It was put in a harbor, because the Statue of Liberty is a maritime amplity symbol. It's called the Statue of Liberty, not the Statue of Freedom. There's a world of difference between freedom and liberty. Liberty means you ask your father if you can use the car. If he says no, you don't use it. Liberty is what a sailor gets when he pulls into harbor. He asks the captain if he can leave. If the captain says yes, and he most likely is not going to, but if he says yes, that means you have the liberty. You pull liberty. You don't have freedom. America is not the land of the free and the home of the brave. We're not free or brave. We're ill-informed, entertained, and totally ignorant to the powers that be on this earth and how it works. Let me give you an example of how the law of water works. When you go into a court, why do you have to go to court? You play tennis and basketball on a court. The whole idea in a court is to put the ball back in the other guy's court. So consequently, this team stands up and throws the ball at that team. And that team stands up and throws the ball back over there. And the judge sits here, and that's what he is, a judge. He's the referee. He doesn't care who wins or loses. Somebody's going to pay. And he's going to get paid, so he doesn't care who wins or loses. He's only there to make sure that the game is played correctly. It's called commerce. Because the whole world is commerce. Look up the word commerce in a law dictionary and tell you sexual intercourse. Marriage is a partner. Partner is a term that's used in business. And consequently, if your business with your partner doesn't work out, you're not going to God, you're going to court to bring your check in your, in your house and all your property with you, because it's just business, nothing personal. You need to understand there's a world of difference between the United States and America as a country. The United States is a privately owned corporation. It's a privately owned company. The corporation headquarters is in Washington, D.C. You also need to understand that Maryland is Maryland, and that Virginia gives us our word virgin or vagina. Virginia, virgin, Maryland. The two together is a center of power, Virgin Mary. Virginia, Maryland. What does this have to do with anything? Well, that's the central power in America under the Virgin Mary. Once you begin to look at the Vatican, now it's going to get serious. We live under the Vatican in this country. The Vatican system, of course, is based on the ancient Roman system. And in Rome, the seat of power for Caesar was called Capitol Hill. Capital is a Latin word for money. You either have the capital or you don't. And consequently, in the Capitol Hill, Caesar would meet with the Senate. That's what we have, the Senate. 
The symbols of the ancient Roman Senate were two fasciae, cross, the crossing of the fasciae. That's the symbol of the United States Senate. When you see the President of the United States standing and speaking to an audience, look on both sides of the podium. Look at the symbols. For many will look with their eyes but not see, and will listen with their ears but not hear, and with the heart not get the sense of it. You need to open your eyes and look at the symbols on both sides of the podium, which is about an eight or nine foot high fasciae. A bundle of sticks with a hatchet head the symbol of royal power in Rome. Our system is under Rome. It doesn't matter what you think of the Roman Catholic Church. It doesn't matter what you think of the religion of the Roman Catholic Church. All you need to know is your country is dominated by the Pope, period. You've got a problem with that? For at least the last 100 years, billionaire bankers and businessmen have been trying to sell the world on a one-world government. After World War I, they tried to establish the League of Nations, and that failed. Then after World War II, they established the United Nations and have dumped billions of dollars into it, trying to build their new world order, and we're almost there. But I do think this COVID-19 is a drill. It's a simulation. It's a dress rehearsal, if you will, to work out the bugs and get all the nations prepared for this final world government. We've watched our globalist leaders manipulate us with the Marxist revolutionary technique known as the Hegelian dialectic. It's a very complicated philosophical thing, but it can actually be salted down to about three points, and that is called problem-reaction-solution. The way you change cultures is using problem-reaction-solution. So these globalists, they cause a problem, be it terrorism or pandemic or global warming or whatever they want to come up with. And then they wait for our reaction. Our reaction as people tends to be the same. Oh, no, we're all going to die. Somebody do something. And then they have the solution, a prepackaged, ready for us, usually involves more government control of our lives. So apparently Bill Gates is the anointed one. He is one of the richest globalists today. He's co-founder of Microsoft, who is now working to give away his nearly $100 billion fortune through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. His pet projects are population control and vaccinations. His father was a board member for the abortion provider Planned Parenthood, who helped young Bill understand as he grew up the need for global birth control to save the planet. Vaccinations, strangely, by Bill, are considered a subset of population control. Bill has this theory that if less babies died in infancy, then parents will want fewer children. And so he works all this population control and vaccinations through something called the Good Club. You can look it up on the Internet. The Good Club is made up of other globalist billionaires like George Soros, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, uh, the Rockefeller family, uh, the Ted Turner Foundation, etc. Two years ago, on January the 17th of 2017, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, for those of you who are not aware of what goes on in Davos, Davos, they have this January meeting every year where 3,000 of the world's wealthiest people gather every year to figure out how to rule the world. Bill Gates, back in 2017, initiated a new working group called CEPI, the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. It's a collaboration of the Gates Foundation the governments of Norway, India, Japan, and Germany, and two big pharmaceutical companies called Inovio and Moderna. They also included DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, 
also known as the mad scientist of the Department of Defense. It also included the Army, U.S. Army's Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, that's the mad scientists of the Army, that work out of Fort Detrick, Maryland. This CEPI began working on the next epidemic in 2017. Also at Davos, Gates began working on a Netflix video called Pandemic. Now, as y'all all know, I don't watch movies, but maybe I should have watched this one. It was released in November of last year. The plot of the movie was a coronavirus that originated in a wet market in China, leaving millions of people dead. Wow, what do you think? Is that a coincidence? Is Bill Gates a prophet? Or is it a plan? Last fall, October the 18th, 2019, there was a pandemic exercise called Event 201 at Johns Hopkins University. The exercise was conducted by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, and Michael Bloomberg's School of Public Health at Johns Hopkins University. And yes, that's the same Michael Bloomberg that just tried to run against, Bill, uh, against Donald Trump for President of the United States. It's also interesting to note that Dr. George Fugao, the director of the Chinese Centers for Disease Control, was involved in the simulation. At the same time, at the very same day, October the 18th and lasted through the 27th, the World Military Games were being held of all places in Wuhan, China. And Bill Gates and his CPI, the CEPI that I just announced, they announced a coronavirus vaccine program with partnerships including Inovio and Moderna and the United States National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is led by none other than Dr. Tony Fossey. Of course, the question is, is where did Dr. Fossey get all those numbers? Where did he get the model of the 2 million people and 200,000 people? Well, it turns out that came out of the University of Washington, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, which is funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Before the thing was over in Switzerland, we had something going on at the United States Capitol. On January the 24th, the United States House of Representatives began drafting a coronavirus stimulus bill called the CARES Act. It actually started the legislative process on January the 24th, which as Americans, we didn't know there was such a thing as a coronavirus till March, but somebody knew. So somebody in Congress knew it well enough to know that we were going to need relief. I don't know who I am, but I know what keeps me alive, keeps me out of jail. Benjamin Franklin Gates, you are undertaking the duty of the family Gates to find the most spectacular treasure. All his life, Benjamin Gates has searched for a treasure no one believed existed. Don't you get it, Ben? The treasure is a myth. Yeah, I refuse to believe that. He's come to the other side of the world to finish one last job. The end is about to begin.